Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Swerves podcast. I'm your host, Jace. We have one of our favorite uh, people, not only favorite creators, but favorite people uh, joining us once again. It's my pleasure to welcome Dan Panoshin back to the show. Dan, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Yeah, you're rocking the uh, classic Marvel Ghost Rider shirt. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's thanks to a friend of mine. This uh, fellow Ed Sizemore always sends me uh, these nice little care packages. It started over COVID. And, uh, yeah, man, the guy's got great taste. And Ghost Rider's kind of perfect for it conversation about black tape you know yeah yeah we're here to talk about black tape uh listeners if you haven't heard it's a new series coming out from awa uh it's going to be out in february i think it comes out actually february 1st final yeah. order cutoff is january 9th um but dan's the writer on the series and uh, it's so many things that i know that you love so why don't you give us the elevator pitch and let our listeners know what black tape is all about Black tape is it it's basically I don't know, it's it's hard to narrow it down. I don't want to plus I don't want to give stuff away, but it's a 1960s, 70s sort of rock and roll satanic kung fu horror romance. How's that, Jace? So, like I said, all the things that you uh <laughs> that you love and Exactly. What's so interesting, and, and you know, if we, when we talk about things like uh, slots that you've done that I that I really really love, things that uh, are really personal to you, there's so much of that kind of counterculture, so much of that kind of throwback '60s '70s vibe. What I is it that about vibe. that that era that really speaks to you that you like to to have that as the the backdrop? Well, you know what's interesting about that that time period? It's like, for instance, I brought up kung fu. Like when kung fu was kind of introduced to the um, the United States, it was it was almost like magic. It was fighting magic, and it it just like if you knew kung fu and the way they would stand and the the positions and everything, it was you know it, it's never depicted like that in movies and films now, thanks to uh, MMA and Muay Thai and kickboxing, and 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 now that some of these martial arts forms have been you know uh, it's 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 a sport, um, but when when kung fu and karate were introduced to our country uh, way back when, uh, it was a whole different it was a whole different world. It's like what's this? If you knew if you knew nunchucks, I mean, forget it. You win any any fight in the world. So um, I, I was just fascinated by that time period. You know, there is it's, technology has evolved so much since then. Um, it's you know it's like our parents growing up witnessing what's happening now. It's a big you know it's a big difference. Um, in you know in what was available and 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 what we believed as as a public so like our thoughts on a satanic church i mean people were worried that there was messaging and rock and roll and that you know someone like gene simmons is you know in league with the devil you know with kiss or you know even groups like led zeppelin questioning you know their um you know, whatever their stance is on life and like, are, are these good Christians or, you know, you know, whatever religious background you were in, you were worried that maybe these people were subversive in some way or influencing the youth. It, I don't know. I just got a kick out of, out of that time frame. Very, very much so. I just think it's a, it's a magical time. So. Yeah, I think, I mean, like, like you said, I mean, technology is great. It brings us all together. It makes yeah. it a lot smaller, allows us to, to have this conversation, you know, when we're hundreds, if not thousands of miles away. But yeah, yeah. if you go back to that time bef before then, before we all had a computer in our pocket, there there were mysteries, there were secrets, there were, yeah. you know, dark corners. And it just that idea that there are yeah, things that you didn't question. know. 
yeah, is Bigfoot real? We were like, that's a that's a serious question. Maybe Leonard Nimoy can answer. Right. You know? In search of. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, we're worried about Bigfoot. We're like, let's really investigate with our limited technology the uh the Loch Ness monster. You know, it, it was it was just fascinating, like uh, you know, what was going on back then and in our, our fears as a uh, you know public, I guess. It, and to me, like black tape kind of embodies that. I mean, after that, you had the eighties and then the nineties and, you know, obviously it's things kept evolving and changing, but, um, you know, for me, that was, you know, all my uncles growing up driving, you know, 67 firebirds and Camaros and, um, long hair and my, my, my dad referring to them as hippies, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That idea of, of counterculture and like, like you were saying, tying into that, like hard rock or heavy metal scene. Cause I, I certainly experienced that. I had a grandmother who was very religious and I was like, it's not that it's not what you think, but you know, just yeah. people's um, expectations of, of what it was. And it, it sort of speaks to um, some darkness. And I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, just like yourself, I don't want to give anything away, but you, you have this quote at the beginning of the story that I feel like sums it up so well about how sometimes darkness can be a, a gift and it can make you, you know, realize you need that contrast, you know, just like in a comic story, you need the story beats that are low so that the high heats um, are, you know, the heights hit, hit that much harder. It's kind of the same thing in, in life. Sometimes you need a little sadness. You need a little loss to appreciate what you, what you have. Is that something that you're kind of exploring? It's seeing, I got to read the first issue. It seems like something that you're uh, exploring in black tape. Yeah. It's, it's the story is centered around this, this girl, Cindy, who marries this rock star, Jack King, who's kind of like, a cross between like maybe Robert Plant and Ozzy Osbourne um, from that time, like kind of a, in kind of a band like Black Sabbath. And he, um, right at the beginning of the story, I don't think I'm giving away too much, he dies. And she's kind of a fish out of water. She, she you know, Holly, she's in Hollywood. She's in the music scene. She's very, very young. She's just got married. She's kind of a groupie who's just thrust into this. And this record company believes that there's a, a recording that Jack has made. And um, we, we come to learn that not only do they want to profit from this recording, but they also believe that this recording, um, well, at least that's what they're telling Cindy. But really what they, they believe is this, um, there's a connection to the devil. You could summon the devil um, uh, with this recording. Maybe they play it backwards. I, they, they don't know, but they just feel that He's made one that there was, um, and and they want it. And she's not really, she's kind of, it's kind of an Alfred Hitchcock sort of thing where she's, she actually really doesn't know where it is. And she, she, she's struggling, but, um, you know, they may try to kill her. There's these um, missing girls. There's all sorts of nefarious things happening around her while she's still trying to grieve the loss of her husband and this love of her life. And she's also wondering, was this, guy like a maniacal satanist and she's discovering things about him she didn't know um as the story moves forward she begins to question you know what she's really gotten herself involved in and um and how to and how to get out of it so it's a interesting story especially the the, the people surrounding her um confidants and uh, people in the record industry the whole place the whole story takes place in um kind of the neighborhood i live in right now which is laurel canyon where you know i just I just walked my son home from school and I walked past uh, Keith Richards old house hmm. that has had burned down because he left a 
cigarette going one night, but then they rebuilt it. It's not the same house by any means, but it's a rock and roll. Um, it's a legendary home of um, rockers from, from that age, you know, and there's still a lot to live, live around here too. So it's a cool area. Is that area that you live, is that, I mean, other than your interests, obviously in this type of music and in this era, is that kind of what spurred this uh, idea? Like, where'd you come up with the idea for the story? Well, I mean, I, I I, I, like I said, I, I love that era and um, living where I do, you're, you know, the, there's a lot of memorabilia, even a store that existed back then. It's a um, like kind of a county, we call it the county store. Um, it just has all sorts of doors memorabilia in there because he lived on um, the street called Love Street, which is right behind this area. Um, so you're, you're constantly seeing and being reminded of the history of this this area. And um, I've always just been fascinated with, uh, you know, I, I, I like all kinds of music. I, I, I love heavy metal as a kid. I still love heavy metal. Um, now, maybe I'm getting old. I like jazz, but, you know, <laughs> I like just about everything. But, yeah, it, it, uh, it spoke to me. And um, the story, you know, it's kind of cliche to say, but it, 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 it kind of began to write itself a little bit. Yeah, which is always the the best kind of stories when yeah. you know it's it's kind of inside you and it just sort of comes out. But 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 different than things you've done before. You know, I mentioned slides, yeah. which I, I know is such a personal story for you, and you know, wrapped up in, with your relationship with your dad. Um, and you you wrote and illustrated that. This time you're just handling the the writing. Has that been a little bit of a, a different challenge or a different animal for you to to tackle yeah. this time? I've done it. I've done it at Boom Studios with an Unkindness of Ravens and Alice Ever After. But in those cases, I always contribute a little bit of the artwork, like usually uh, flashbacks and certainly covers. And in this case, I'm contributing covers to Black Tape. But um, we found, um, thanks to Axel, um, a fantastic illustrator to, to tell the story of this fellow Dalibor. Um, and what I like about his work is it's not, it, it, there's nothing generic about it. And you need something a little bit different, a little bit gritty a little it reminds me of something you'd see in heavy metal magazine growing up during that time frame like it, it kind of fits within that um uh, it, it has those elements to it yeah and dalibor uh, Telagic, who is uh an artist some of you may be familiar with he much like danny's done a lot of uh, different work for different uh publishers but he's got a real i, I mean his his style is not really dissimilar from yours i mean you have sort of a, the same kind of aesthetic and it's there's that an organic that... there's an organic quality to the guy's right. work yeah and the other part is is the colors as well which yeah are, they're a little muted they're not real bright and so it gives you that that sense of sort of 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 looking back but the other thing that uh some you know not that this is totally horror but it, it's got a little bit of that bent that darkness like we uh you yes. mentioned um there's it can be a tendency to go dark with the colors and have a lot of blacks and it the art gets kind of muddy and there there's none of that here it's yeah it's very you know it's very kind of moody. a clean clean style yeah yeah the colors is doing a great job on it and um it feels i feels like everybody's on board and it's nice when everybody actually really enjoys the material and and they're getting into it. Like uh, when I correspond with Dalibor, like he's, he really enjoys the work. So I'm like, Oh, good. We're we're on the same page and he's, he's vibing off the same things I'm vibing on. And um, there's a nice synergy there, which, you know, that, that kind of creates a, a, a good story. That's, that's a good way to storytell. So, and he's not, I, you've seen the artwork, he's not skimping on any details. And I'm, no, not I draw, 
I love like a, like a weirdo, you know, I love putting in all the backgrounds. I love, there's all sorts of little Easter eggs in these backgrounds, little hints. And there's a bit of a mystery to this story. So like, if you can start, like if you can start figuring out where this black tape actually is, or um, the clues are in there from the very beginning of the story, you know, where he's hidden this black tape and maybe why. Um, so that's, it's kind of fun in that way. But if you don't have an artist um, that can put these clues in, in a subtle manner, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's like a, it, it becomes a little bit childish. So right. you know, he's done an expert job at it. Yeah. And I should mention um, the color. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Eve Svorzina, uh, I believe is the the color artist. So definitely want to give, give credit. Um, yeah. But you're, you're mentioning uh, Dalibor and putting these Easter eggs. And the other, the other thing that I noticed in the first issue um, and I was like, oh, here we go, right, right up Dan's alley. If you were drawing it, you would have done the same thing. The cars, right? The cars, because yeah. it's in that era. And it's, he's not just drawing generic cars. Like, they're recognizable as, yeah. like, like, actual real cars from that era. So I yeah, love that. Yeah, kind of wild girl, Devaney, who's a big contrast to Cindy. Cindy is a, I mean, she's a, you know, a beautiful rock and roll, you know, girlfriend. But she's also very innocent and a, a bit naive, whereas Devaney is been around the block so to speak and i wouldn't say rough around the edges she's probably more she's like a you know she's like a knife or a dagger and she drives this uh i think it's a 67 or 70 um convertible red camaro mm-hmm. which is very fitting for her personality you know so it's it's interesting yeah it, it, it's it, right it, in here i mean there's yeah. old cars i have an old i have a 67 firebird which is almost identical to the um Camaro. Yeah. And that's awesome. Anybody like yourself or myself that, that know you see a car like that and immediately you're setting the kind of the time period. It's, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. So, uh, well, I mentioned this is at AWA, um, artists, uh, writers, artisans, um, you've done work, you know, Marvel, DC image, skybound, uh, boom studios, you mentioned dynamite. Uh, what, what made the, uh, AWA the right place to, to take this? Well, I think it was at Heroes Con um, and I was talking to Axel and we just really gelled and uh, got along pretty well. And uh, we, I started discussing the story with him and uh, he loved it. I mean, right off the bat, which which really kind of inspired me to, us to go even deeper. And we had a long, long time while we were working on this and honing the story, a lot of editorial um, input from Axel and Dulce who's a, they just have a fantastic team over there. Um, and originally we had another artist on, on board and, uh, he was, he was a phenomenal artist also, but it, it, scheduling wise, it, it didn't work out with them. And there were some conflicts there, but, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's been something we've been working on for a very long time now. It's not, there's nothing, I'll, I'll certainly say this, there's nothing rushed about this story, which is kind of in the long run, is, is a good thing because you really get to develop something um, that's very enjoyable. It's a fun, enjoyable journey to get to this ending. Yeah. When, when you guys are, are these talented creators on comics, when you're having fun doing it, I'm, I'm telling you, it comes across in the story, it comes across in the artwork and, you know, as readers, we get to enjoy it uh, that much more. We can tell your, your passion and, and, you know, the fact that you're enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, and I don't know if you've seen a lot of the uh, stuff AWA has put out in conjunction to Black Tape, but there's some. I mean, the, the marketing team is is tops too, and that's that's something very refreshing um, when you're 
a writer or a creator in, in any sense, and you're working with a publisher, you, you like to see how much they've gotten behind the project. And AWA, all all the advertising is themed so very well. Uh, Axel just texted me yesterday this latest ad, which looks like it could have come out, you know, in, in like 1973. So it's pretty cool to see that they're staying true to it. Even that, you know, that black tape um, ultra uh, variant cover below the yeah. one you're showcasing over there above mine. And we've got some great uh, other cover artists. I don't know, like Dave Johnson, of course, Dave and I always work together. Um, I somehow convinced Walt Simonson to, uh, to draw a cover. <laughs> I got to ink it and color it, which is super cool. And uh, um, I don't know if I can mention it. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble, but uh, um, Joe Casada did an amazing cover. I mean, it's, it, it, it's just, it'll blow you away. I mean, it's, it's great. I got to ink that one and color it as well. So. Yeah. And in the, in the press release that they sent me, they mentioned that some of these variant covers are going to be homages to kind of classic rock albums of, of the past. And yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, I always enjoy when you, you know, you pull something in, you bring something new and, mm -hmm. you know, just have it beautifully illustrated. Yeah. And we're also talking about crossing genres here, you know, with music yeah. and, and comics. And comics, yeah, music, comics, horror. There's, like I mentioned, Kung Fu. Um, it's a ghost story also. Um, did you ever see that movie, Billy Jack? It's kind of a weird yep. cult classic. Yeah. You know, there's a character who's very much a, um, uh, you know, uh, half of him is basically Billy Jack. The other half, we don't know. The other half might be, uh, you know, a ruthless uh, SOB, to put it nicely. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's it's all sorts of cool things. It's you know it's, it's a homage in a lot of ways to those cult films that you know kind of fell a little bit under the radar when they came out, but now we're a little bit more appreciated. But something like Billy Jack, I think even you know there's a lot of people who've never heard of that movie. Yeah, and and I know comics is your first love, and I didn't even think that I was going to mention this, but you know you mentioned Billy Jack, and it kind of sparked it. I, and again, I've only read the first issue, but. Man, this would make a great like you know Netflix miniseries or or oh, you know be amazing feature film or something like that. Yeah, I you know, not to sound. I, I'm sure every writer or creator they, they do this, but I mean, when I'm doing it, I'm imagining it. You know, in in that sense, the the way I I think there's so many similarities between like a graphic novel or a comic, for instance, and a TV show or a movie. I mean, there, mm -hmm. it's a visual medium that right. And uh, yeah, I, I think it would be an awesome, amazing. Um, you know, it has it has aspects of you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It takes place during the exact same time right. as, as that movie did. Um, but that's how long we've been working on this. this is, <laughs> we've been working on it before that movie came out, um, which is kind of cool. But it, it has it really has that vibe to it. It has a little bit of a Roman Polanski feel to it too. Um, um, more so than I'd say Alfred Hitchcock, but um, all those elements are in there. Yeah, well, I'm I'm excited to read more. I'm excited for it to be out there in the world. I know, you know, even a, a pro like you has been doing it for so long. There's always a, a little bit of nervousness when you put something new out. Uh, is there anything in the first issue, subsequent issues? Like, is there, is there one moment that you cannot wait till it's out there oh, yeah. to see what reader reaction is going to be? You know, I don't, I don't. I, there is one moment, and I kind of fought hard to get it in the story. I'm not, and uh, this, I don't want to. You know, I'll be giving too much away to, to mention that without the context of having read like the first um, three issues or, or so. But uh, yeah, it's it's kind of exciting. I mean, 
I, I'm really excited and very confident about this series. And, and I'm even more confident with a publisher like AWA handling it, if that makes any sense, because, you know, for a publisher to really get and appreciate the material and the feedback I'm getting from, um, you know, an editor in chief in this case, um, about how much they dig it and how much energy they're putting in, it, it really kind of fosters that, that sort of confidence. Yeah. And uh, again, you know, somebody like yourself that's been around a long time to, to have that excitement, uh, you yeah. know, still, uh, is, is something that's, that's really, really cool. Uh, well, you know, we talked about how you're, you're writing this and you've done some other things you mentioned, um, Alice Ever After. Are you heading more in that direction? Is it, are they just different muscles? Is it just a way to get more stories out? It takes so much longer to, to draw, you know, a full story as opposed to writing. I mean- Ideally, I'd love to be drawing black tape and um, uh, I'm writing, I'm always writing about three different things a month as well as drawing. Like right now I'm drawing uh, Canary um, at Comicsology. Yeah, we had you on, talked about that last time you were on. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that takes up a lot of time and it's pretty, pretty detailed stuff. So it doesn't leave me any time to do black tape, but I want it, you know, it's very near and dear to my heart. I mean, it's exciting. Like you mentioned, I'm, I can't, I wish it was coming out next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could fast forward on my little eight track right. you know, to, uh, to February, but I can't. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to do more and more writing. I want to continue to do that. I have some things in the work, some stuff that has been greenlit um, by some publishers, um, you know, typical in this business. You can never talk about this stuff. Right. The publisher always wants to announce it first, but um yeah, I, I, I never want to stop drawing, but, um, you know, I, I, I have so many different stories and there's a lot of different genres I want to explore. And I, there's stuff that falls more under, you know, kind of a little little Nemo sort of um, vein. You know, it's just different stuff. I just hope that I have an audience that, that will travel with me to these different places. So I don't want to necessarily be pigeonholed into one genre. Yeah, well, I think when people hear your name, you know, they think of your art first. But I, I think now with the things that you've done, especially slots, which you know, I, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of so uh, Alice Ever After. One. Yeah, some of this other stuff. I, I think you're you're definitely building a really strong resume of uh, of you know writing as well. So everybody yeah. remember uh, February 1st for Black Tape. FOC is January 9th. That being said. Do not wait because you're just as busy as I am and just as busy as Dan is, and you'll forget. So <laughs> as soon as you finish, as soon as we finish chatting here, call your retailer, let them know, hey, I need black tape, number one, how whatever variants you want to get. Uh, yeah. because I promise you you're, this is a story that you're you're gonna want to uh, check out. So oh thanks, Chase. I appreciate that. Yeah, I the, the one bad part for me is so now I've read issue one. I, I don't have to wait till February, I gotta wait till March. Uh, maybe you can pull some strings with uh, Kelly or uh, Axel. Yeah, I'll see what, see what I see what I can do. Yeah. Uh, but but thanks again for joining me, Dan. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And when some of these other projects uh, start to come to fruition, we'll have to have you on again. But uh, as we're winding up here, anything else you want to say about Black Tape or anything uh, else you want to share with our listeners? Um, no, I just I just really hope you um, if you if you love this genre or even if you don't, I think I think you you'd find it appealing. It's a um, I don't know. I, I, it has that classic sort of horror vibe to it, but it's also, um, you know, it, it kind of, it's a comic book and it's, it, it, 
it, I don't know, I'm going to get all, I get all excited and mushy about it, but I, I just, the more people that can kind of pick this up, the better. And I think that, I think they really dig it. You know, people, are, there's a lot of people going, Oh, you know, what's happening to comic books. And I, and I'm just so excited about comic books these days. And I think there's so many good books and there's such diversity out there. There's something for everyone. And uh, I hope black tape uh, fits the bill for some people. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Dan. And I think black tapes, uh, because like you said, it is so many different things that it, it can go across. Are you a fan of, of Kung Fu? Are you a fan of mystery? Are you a fan yeah. of horror? Are you a fan of heavy metal? Are you a fan of yeah. that era? You LA, know? you know, yeah. for that matter. Yeah, there's, yeah. It, I'm on the fence about LA, by the way, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go back and, hate it go back and forth. Exactly. Love yeah. the weather, hate the traffic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Dan, thanks so much uh, for joining me. Listeners, don't forget, February 1st, Black Tape, FOC on the 9th. Tell your retailers you want it now. And uh, if I don't talk to you before, Dan, have a happy holiday as the holiday season is approaching. Uh, best to you and your family. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much, Jace. Thanks for oh, taking my the pleasure. time. Always, always great to chat. Yeah. Uh, and to you, sure, listeners, everybody. I want to thank you for taking the time and joining as well. Uh, and we will talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash the comic source. Do a search for the comic source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time.